podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green. Green today. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. I'm Gavin, with me of course I have got Shawnee, I have Keith and I have Grizz. Liverpool have exited the FA Cup at the fourth round stage after 3-2 defeat at Old Trafford today to Manchester United. Um, we're going to go through that game, we're going to go through the lineups, the tactics, the formations, the goals, the whatever the controversies, wherever it might be. And listen, we can't stay away from the fact that uh, Liverpool need a centre-back. We are going to try to leave that um, for a day or two, but with what's gone on today, and how the game unfolded it's it's back um, front and centre so we're going to have a little bit of a chat around that after we get through the game if that's okay with you um, lads you are very welcome this show um, we have a new sponsor lads we have a new sponsor that's Ooh. on board for us um, they will be sponsoring two of our, two of our Fatback 4 shows mm-hmm. every single month and they are as you can see on your screen Tayrock T-A-Y-R-O-C Tayrock.com Um these lads are the business. They look after you for men's and women's watches, jewellery and uh, gifts as well on their website. Go to tayrock.com and you will find them. And also, um, if you, if you, if you look up. Uh, the website and you like what they do uh, if you type in Day Trippers 15 um, while putting in your order you will get 15% off as well Shani, um, when I showed you this sponsor you got very excited, you went oh yeah I like them yeah, I have to say uh, like the look of them I'm uh, fond of a bit of a watch, I feel a bit naked if I go out anywhere without a watch Yeah. Um, so I had a look and they look really nice um, again like a real premium looking brand so it's great to have them on board Um interested to see what they come up with in the future because it's not a, a brand that I heard for previous to the podcast but when I looked I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised because they do have some really really nice watches yeah Keith um, the, the website is impressive the stuff on yeah. it is impressive um, it really looks well there's loads of variety there for, for men and women um, I know what you're like you're very impulsive were you one there going oh yeah I'll have one of them yeah, and I think what doing them a, a disservice calling them watches, as David Lennon said in the chat, time pieces. They're, time pieces is, is a great word. Pieces, yeah. Um, no, they, they are, as Echo Washani said, it, it's absolutely cracking beer of gear, you know what I mean? You go onto the website and, and the stuff is 
you know, it, it's really, really good. It's, it looks more expensive than it is. You know what I mean? And that's, that's nice when you have a, a nice watch on your arm. And um, <coughs> I think it's, it's well worth having a look for people. And the price range on it is good as well. The price points are decent on it as well. Mm. Chris, do you like a watch or a timepiece? Um, I'm not, I'm not huge. I'm not doing watches and timepieces. I used to be in my younger days. I was a bit of a, a BA Baracus. What's that in your arm? Yeah, <laughs> I was just putting that up. So this is from the in-law, so this is different. This is like sort of, I, I got to, you know what I mean? Okay. I got to. Yeah. But yeah, but um, yeah, it's, it's a good one. I don't want to go close up. That's the same size as the bling clock in Kenny's gaff that I do on the lake. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Um, good range. Absolutely. Very nice looking watches. And um, I think, yeah, I think I've chosen one as well. I think I've just done the lazy one and wherever Shawnee, because Shawnee's the youngest, the hippest. He knows what's in. So yeah. just fucking follow the fucking bear in it. Wherever he says, just fucking just choose the same one. That's what I've done. Can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, there's loads of um, there's loads of people in the chat there with uh, loads of opinions, and we will get to them as the show goes on. But look, we have to go and we have to chat around this FA Cup game. Um, Shani, I'm going to come to you first. Like I, I said on previous shows, I could have done without this game. Not because it's Manchester United, um, probably because it's the FA Cup. And I just really wanted to have a bit of tunnel vision on Spurs coming on Thursday. But we went into it in, in terrible form, not scoring goals, all sorts of stuff. And, but you see the lineup, Shawnee, it's, it's Allison in goal. You have Trent and Robbo as your, as your fullbacks. You have Reese Williams and your Fabinho at centre back. He goes with Milner. Thiago Wijnaldum, and then he goes Curtis Jones, Mohamed Salah, and Roberto Firmino. Um, was that as strong as you thought it was going to be, or were you a bit surprised by it? I was surprised by parts of it, all right. Um, I didn't think he'd start Williams away from home, but we, we can't really afford to use Matip in games like this. And then I, I thought for sure this was a week where Minamino gets... 60, 70 minutes under his belt, but um wasn't to be. Uh, with the lineup, like coming up to the game, I said it in the WhatsApp group, I was genuinely looking forward to the game because it's a break from the league sort of thing, you know. Mm. Um, FA Cup is not something I usually look forward to. It's not a competition I care much about, to be honest with you. And I'm not just saying that now because we're out. I've, I've kind of always felt that way about the FA Cup. I think last year when you see the way we were forced to do what we had to do in the FA Cup, it kind of goes to show, like, there's no v- there's no VAR in the FA Cup either. So, how serious should we be taking it, really? If I beat the, all these things are being pushed on us, there's no VAR in the early stages. But um, I was looking forward to the game, and I have to say, uh, result aside, I thought it was actually a really game, go- a really good game of football. I'd imagine if there was neutrals watching that, they would have enjoyed it because it was a decent game of football. I thought it was very open. I have to say, you know, uh, I, I've. I think it was close to the team I thought we play. You know, we were we were discussing this on I think it was yesterday or maybe Friday. Um, a lot. Some people thought we wouldn't play those fullbacks and Manny wouldn't play and stuff like that. But it was close enough to what I thought it was. There was talk of heavy rotation from United, which didn't really materialise. But um, I thought, like in fairness, to both sides, it was an open game. They both went for it. Um, it could have went either way, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it was one where Liverpool come away with defeat. And you know, on the balance of play, you could argue did they deserve it? That that's that's for everyone to decide themselves. But I thought it was a really good open game of football with both both sides really having a go. And and in fairness to them, you know, these two sides have been accused of 
um, lacking respect for the FA Cup and stuff like that. But I think today they put out fairly strong sides and, and they put on a bit of a show, I thought. Um, Keith, though, um, this this side comes out, you see United, United go fairly strong as well. They make maybe one or two, maybe three changes, a bit a bit along the five, lines of Liverpool. Five. Um, both, was it five? Both it was five. Both it was five. five changes. Yeah, so, but, but even even at that, um, they, they weren't changes where it was like absolute youngsters thrown in, you know, people no. that aren't even on the fringes. It was it was two fairly strong sides and I think it showed the kind of squad depth, even though Liverpool have some issues that, uh, with regards to injuries and stuff. I think it shows the squad depth from both of them that when you looked at it, it wasn't kind of who's here or whatever. But Keith, uh, going into it, you look at the two sides. Were you expecting a cagey game? Uh, you know, one of the usual United Liverpool that that never yeah. really catch fire. But this one, this one was good. It was, yeah. And force pack, Gav. I agree. I was expecting a cagey, um, especially there. I expected United to play the way they did in the sense that they sit back and try and hit us on the on the break, which is what they done. But that's not to say that they weren't good. They had a plan and they, they played it well. You know, let's, let's be honest that they were decent at what they were trying to do. But it was, it, it went in ebbs and, you know, United, um, had pressure. We had pressure back to United for a few minutes of pressure back to us. And it was going like that. And then, mm. you know, it, it looked like we were on top. And then they got their goal at the end. And, uh, realistically, it didn't look like getting much after that, you know, that way. It was just one of them games. It was a good game, for, as you said, for the neutral. It was a good game. Um, mm. I agree with you. The FA Cup, again, it sounds like you're salty and bitter. I don't like the FA Cup. I think the FA Cup has been <laughs> valued since they start moving the time of the kickoff and putting semi finals in Wembley and all that stuff. So it's not a competition that I have any time for. And saying that I never want to lose to Man United. And. Yeah. At Old Trafford, I think it's 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 a weird situation because you know we're not in we're not in good form. We're not in good health at the moment, and I was surprised nearly how well we played at times today, and how how well some of the lads. And we'll get on to some of the performances, but you know it it was a good game. It it, it was more than I expected. Put it that way. It was it was a better game than I expected it to be. Mm, Ramos Khalil uh, with a super chat he says all our problems stem from the defence because either the whole team retracts to cover defensively causing our attack to suffer or we go to our usual expansive attack and leave our makeshift centre backs to get mauled you know it's um, it, it was uh, yeah it is that and it's 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 trying to it's trying to find the balance while you know not having everything at your at your disposal and, and that's that's just the way life is. There's not you know, you can't sit here and go, Oh well because of this and because of that. If you watch the game, just watch it on its on its own merits. It was it was a very tight game, regardless of who was playing or not playing. It was a it was a tight entertaining game and that's all you re- that's all I really wanted. It was an FA Cup game that I know it's United and I know United fans say, Ah, it's the only FA Cup but it's Liverpool. I, I was just I wanted to be entertained a bit and Liverpool to show some signs of life and I think I think we got that. Grizz yeah. When you look at this, when you look at the side and you look of how we approached it, um, were you surprised by the sides? I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit surprised by United's, but I wasn't too surprised by yours. How did you feel? No, I wasn't surprised by either. I knew both okay. would go strong for the very fact that it's Liverpool and the very fact that it's Man United. Um, I didn't want entertaining. I didn't want anything else except a, a, a Liverpool win. I didn't give a shit about the FA Cup. I didn't care if we went out in the next round, but I wanted to win this game because of the fact it's Man United. However means, how you know, whatever, however we played, 
it so transpires that we actually play much better that we than we have in recent games. By far, it was our most energetic performance. I'd say um, I won't say brilliant performance because the football was good in patches, good in areas. There was aspects that really, really sort of uh, was improved, but overall, still not good enough. Um, but yeah, as with regards to today, I knew both teams would go strong. They're able to go stronger than us because even though both teams made five changes, you know, we've got five injuries as well. Small matter of five injuries as well. So, you know, that may, you know, a lot of a lot of trash talk from United fans saying shows the level of squads, you dumb idiots, you stupid idiots. We've got five players injured. That's a that's a that's a that's ten changes we've made in effect. So yeah. With the but with the team we had on, I was happy with the team lineup. Um, we knew Bobby and Mo were going to probably start because they they were rested the game before, or dropped, or however you want to look at it. Um, we're going to touch on it, obviously going into it. But there's only one sort of area that I was absolutely convinced that we that's where we're going to lose the game. And you know, I'm not claiming to be a football know it all. We all know. We all knew what area that was going to be and how it's going to transpire. You know, uh, Rashford and uh, Cavani up against Williams and Trent, who's been shocking form. I knew that's where the issue is going to lie, and and so it played out. Mm. Uh, Man U says uh, no banter. A classic match, a rivalry match to remember. I thought it was a really good one. It was one of the better United you know, Liverpool games I've, I can remember in a long time. And and, and I include and for the stand for the standard of football, the excitement and the openness. You know, I can I can point to last season's win at Anfield and stuff like that because it was crucial for Liverpool and in winning the title or, or going some way to securing it. But this one just had a different feel off it. Uh, Brian Murray says, lads, I loved the FA Cup growing up back in the day, watching the build up to oh, yeah. Twin Towers on BBC. Uh, Reds had some great days and some bad ones. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, I think the way it's gone now, to be honest, it's like Keith says, and and this this is nothing to do with today's game. The FA Cup now is just so watered down. It's yeah. it's it's absolutely ridiculous. There's another game Once tomorrow. They moved it off the three o'clock kickoff for the final. That was the death knell for me. But then they had a one year. They had it, and there was a full Premiership program on the same weekend. Do you know? Yeah, what but I, mean? I think it's, I think the FA, I think the FA Cup started on Friday with Wolves away at Crawley. And yeah. it finishes on Tuesday. Monday. No, it's Monday. the game Tuesday. Bournemouth play play host to somebody on Tuesday in the FA Cup. Um which is which is a bit mad. Uh Tahir Queer Queer she says players are covering injured players' positions instead of doing their own job. FSG don't want to buy. Klopp is stuck. We have more injured players. We will get on to that um later on because Klopp has made some comments in the last couple of days with regards to the centre back position. And as I said, we wanted to leave it alone, but you can't really. Um and we didn't want to leave it alone because we didn't want to talk about it. We kind of our plan was to leave it till the end of the window until everything was absolutely cast iron and, and as to what's happening with Liverpool in this transfer window. But it's just it's just been, you know, magnified today. So we are going to have a little chat about that. But moving into the game, Shawnee, um, open start. You know, Liverpool put a bit of pressure on United, come back. It's going a bit to and fro. And um, Salah opens the score. And then I have to say, it was a quality goal. Quality, quality goal. Yeah, it was a brilliant move. It was great to kind of see us do that with him after weeks and weeks of. Yeah. Groundhog Day, basically, since pretty much the first half of West Brom. Uh, just you know, banging our heads against the wall for four or five games in a row. It was a lovely move and it was a lovely finish from Salah. It didn't look like uh, 
striker who was down on confidence or anything like that. He took it very well. It's a lovely pass from Bobby. And I thought it was a strange game by the two of them because although Salah gets two goals and Bobby, I think Bobby's two assists, um, they were kind of Jekyll and Hyde throughout the game. They had some really good moments and still some really poor moments. Um, I thought the overall performance from a Liverpool standpoint was better. I don't think there was many really, really bad individual performances um, as to other weeks. I even thought Trent was a little bit better today. He looked more more like himself at times. Um, There was a bit more snap in the tackle. Um, I thought Milner gave us something different. We just looked a little, like Riz said, a little bit more energetic. But um, declaring an issue is is what caused us in the end. um, We're playing a a 19-year-old centre-back, Reese Williams. Now, I, you can go back on pods that I, we did in October when we played Atalanta away and we were shitting, everyone was shitting because it was a game you really had to get a result and we went there and played really, really well. It was a, a, an outstanding performance from, mm-hmm. from back to front and Reese Williams is getting his flowers down and I turned around and said, we need to be careful here because this is a lad who is going to make mistakes in the future. There's no doubt about it. It's part of the game. Um, I think in any other normal season, Reese Williams probably gets on the bench for the Carabao Cup game. Um, that, that's how yeah. deep we're in at the moment. Yeah. But he's having to play games now, Gav, and he's being exposed. He's doing things that 19-year-old centre-backs do. He's making uh, rash challenges, uh, poor decision-making, and he's being exposed, singled out. Um, you know, let's be honest. Look, look, uh, a lot, me included, a lot of people have been haven't been convinced by United so far and I think that the position in the league table is a little bit false. I wouldn't say that it's false. The league is really tight. But if I'm going to say one thing about United, they're the best counter-attacking football team in England at the moment. Uh, they're breaking with, with pace and they have little finishers up top. And this was always going to be the case. So people getting on top of Reese Williams, I don't understand it because it's like we knew this was going to be an issue. I think the vast majority would have had worries about that specific area in the game. And he makes Do you feel sorry for him, Shani? Uh, I do and I don't, Gav, because at the end of the day, if you're going to make it at this level, then you've got to stand up and perform. Um, but Maybe he's just not up to it. And he's a 19-year-old kid. Look, there's not many 19-year-old, 20-year-old or 21-year-old centre-backs that would go into that Liverpool side when everyone is fit. So it's it, it's a tough ask for the kid. It and really, the fact really that is. he's having to do it beside Fabinho, who's not a natural Trent, centre-back himself. Exactly. There's so, there's so, so much to say. Like, he made his debut against Lincoln, wasn't it, in the Carabao mm-hmm. Cup? And you could see Virgil talking him through the whole game. And that makes a whole wall of difference. Yeah. And Ramiz Khalil made a point earlier. Yeah, we are suffering. Um, what Klopp has built over these four to five years is a well-oiled machine. And if a well-oiled machine loses key components and cogs, it's not going to fire on all cylinders. And that's what's happening. And that's the frustrating part, Gavin. I have absolutely no issue with bad form or bad results or... Um, a couple of like a slide a dip that we're in because this is football and this happens uh, uh, this dip was to be expected even with a full squad but what I can't excuse is that we have a glaring issue in the team that needs addressing and all the signs point towards that it's not going to be addressed and there couldn't be anybody who looked at that game today 
regardless of who you support, and said, ah, Liverpool will be all right. We need a centre-back. If you don't get a centre-back, this will be the team of the season because we're playing 19-year-old centre-backs and, and Matt Phillips, who, look, we are trying to get rid of um, before the ball was kicked this year as centre-back. Beside uh, Fabinho, who's done really well, but I, st- I think now it's starting to weigh in on him. He gives away the free kick on the edge of the box. Centre-half doesn't give that free kick away. Uh, an actual centre-half doesn't give... That's something that a midfielder would give away. 30 yards from goal in midfield. And he done it on the edge of the box. And we got punished today. So, it's really, really fine margins at this level. Uh, we're playing an inform United side away from home. And individual defensive errors cost us. And it's clear to see where they come from. That's the frustrating part. Is that it's it's blatantly obvious, obvious what we need to do. Um, Free World says, I completely disagree with Gav about us having a strong squad. We have a phenomenal force 11. The drop in quality after that is massive. Um, no, I think we have a strong squad. I don't agree with you, Free World. I, I, I think we have a strong squad. Like, <clears throat> if, if you're talking now, um, with the injuries that we have, you could say, yeah, listen, we're playing this player here and this player there. And now the squad is stretched. But, like, what do you want with, with the players we have out? Um, it's going to be straight. 150 years of breakthroughs, milestones and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. But I think if you if you put the players that are out at the moment back in, um, I don't think there's any argument to say we don't have a strong squad. Uh, reliability, I think, is probably the biggest issue in this squad, apart, it's, um, other than quality. You know, instead of quality, I think reliability, it would be the biggest issue for me in this squad. But I think all things being equal, I think it's a very strong squad. But, um, as I said, people not being around, people not being available, I think is probably the most, um, it's the thing that frustrates me the most, free world, I'm being honest with you, but you've, you've absolutely every right to disagree with me, um, when I'm here to tell you what to think, and you're here to tell us what you think, and um, that's how it works. Um, can I pick up on something before we move on? There's, yeah, there's a lot of people in the chat there that are saying about when Sean, you said uh, he's 19, he's 19, oh, but Wesley Fofana is, is 19 as well. Fofana yeah, was a highly rated player from a young age I said this earlier to the lads in the WhatsApp chat Reese Williams is not a, a player that's been talked about three years ago in the Liverpool youth set up as one to watch Reese Williams was not a player last year he was he wasn't even emerging, he wasn't even an emerging talent exactly it's a totally different situation this is a lad that sort of was at Kidderminster and came back from Lowen and was thrown in out of the blue you know, we, we all look up and we can look at youth games and all that and we can keep an eye on that sort of thing. He was not a gem in the sense that, you know, Trent was and Cortis was in the youth teams. He was a player that, that was that was okay, but the seam in the fourth team is a shock. We can't compare them with other 19-year-old centre-backs who have been touted for, for greatness, you know what I mean, since they were 15. He is not in that category. <clears throat> and how, how much did Wesley Fofana cost, Lester? 40 million. 30, 40 million. <clears throat> yeah, 40 there you go. Million. There you, um, there you go. There you go. In no stage of his career was Reese Williams ever going to be looking at Reese, going for Reece, that money. Guys, Reese Williams is our. So we we got our three senior centre backs, and then we've got Fabinho, and then we've got Hendo. 
So he's our sixth, sixth choice centre back. He's 19 years old. He's, he's, he's he was playing at Kidminister Harriers. Klopp, if there was any other alternative, and this is why we're, this is where the frustration gets to a boiling point because there's no way a manager of Klopp's level picks Reese Williams, who's been, who's who who that who's that kid? What was that kid's name? The one who had him on toast in the in the F, in the cup uh, from uh, Aston Villa. So oh. so so the world has seen that a uh, sixteen-year-old or so whatever, Barry. Barry. Yeah. yeah, Louis Barry. Yep. So uh, the world has seen um, Williams sort of get ripped apart by far far inferior players: Rashford, Cavani. Um, whoever else was playing today. So there's no way a manager or coach of Klopp's calibre plays him if he has any other choice. He literally yeah. doesn't have any other choice. And this is the issue. This is the frustration. Yeah, it is. It is, it is the frustration. And I, but I want to keep that s- specific chat around the centre-backs till a bit later. I want, to, I want to go through this game. Now, we're not going to go you know, through every single segment of the game. I'm kind of going to go through the goals because they speak, I think they speak well about the game overall. Um, and, and and you know, you'd equalise. Um, Dinesh uh, says, evening gentlemen, why did Klopp start Matip against Burnley? This was a bigger game against Manchester United. He should have played. Well. Um, I, I don't think, I don't agree. I don't think this is a bigger game. I think the league is where it's at. I think, I, I, to be honest if with you, if we had I, a week to come in our next game, you might have played them. But the fact that we're playing Spurs midweek, like, does not yeah, want to play Matt. To be if Liverpool were in form, I don't think they would have went as strong today. I think he's trying to play them back into form. Um, but look, it's it's one of those. Um, Ramia says the worrying thing is how how do we cope with playing in the Premier League and Champions League as well? On with only Fab and Matt, but I genuinely feel for Klopp. Top we don't. Four we don't. Seems like a stretch. Yeah, no, we don't. And I know you feel that. Um, we will. I promise you, we will get on to that later. Um. <laughs> but Manchester United equalise. Manchester United equalise, and um, it's Greenwood that equalises. And United are on the defence. They break out with Rashford. He takes. He comes inside. He hits a good ball. Um, I question marks over a couple of Liverpool's defenders. But I have to be honest. And Grace, I come to you forcing this. Uh, Greenwood's touch and finishes is, is brilliant as well. If, if Salas is brilliant, so is that. Yeah, it's good you come to me because do you remember we? I know oh it was Keith was hosting the scouting show. Uh, oh yeah, the one where the one where you were shouting, happy I wasn't there. Shouting, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say. Who told you that? Oh uh, yes, yeah. there's bloody yeah. rats in this chat. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but <laughs> shout out to the five yards lads and the scouting show. Um, one of the one of the questions was uh, with the rivalries. This question was Greenwood and Martinelli, wasn't it, Keto? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Um, and I just pipped for Greenwood. And one of the things I said is this guy's finishing is so cold. Um, you know, we can say what we want about sort of our positioning on the break. And it's it's quite simple how they sort of get sort of through to from the edge of the area to, to you know, in our penalty area within two passes, I think it was. One from Pogba, one from Rashford. Uh, so we can discuss that aspect. But we've got to say, look, it was a brilliant pass when when one of our lads does the pass like that. We 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 praised them. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, Milner got under it. No, Milner didn't get under it. It was just too good of a pass for him. He just couldn't get there. Um, and his co- and his touch was magnificent. And you and and you know, how old is he? He's, he's still 19, 20 or something like that. Oh, uh, Green probably. probably 18, 19, yeah. Yeah, Very and good this, 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 this keeper of ours, um, um, 
intimidates this this keeper of ours intimidates uh very experienced strikers we know that and but this guy didn't feel the intimidation no, was calm yeah he was calm he's cold he's absolutely cold he is and, I, and i and i compared him to his finishes to van persie in the week and you know a couple of the lads gave me some eyes and i was like well van persie had this knack of hitting the corners every time the corners right foot left foot and and this guy reminds me of him so much not much of a backlift doesn't need sort of much power. It's a lot of it's about placement. A lot of his finishes, you'll see, they're right in the corner of the net. Um, some people saying Allison could have done better. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe he could have done better, but I'd rather give the the, the praise to the, the attacking team there. Um, fantastic break on us. Um, some people were saying Bobby shouldn't have lost it on the edge of their area. I thought Bobby had a fantastic game overall, to be honest with you. Um, he was trying to create, I think, you know, so that's fine. Praise Pogba. He won the ball and yeah. then Rashford and then Greenwood, you know, three of their best players. When you've got three players, been. yeah, when you have three players like that in your team, as I've been saying, your team or your coach sometimes uh, is negated by the fact that you've got, you know, the, the, the ability of your coach is negated by the players you've got. They've got match winners. And I've been screaming this for weeks and weeks and weeks. They've got match winners. They've got momentum. And um, yeah, they equalised um, quite soon after we scored. So good, it was a good momentum for them at that time. United's yeah. bread and butter. That's United's bread and butter, that type of football, you know. that's Yeah, but, but Ian McLaughlin that's says there, Shawnee, and I'll ask you, United's first goal, I have to question Robbo and Jones' um, role as why did they let Greenwood bypass them before they reacted? I did. We had done by two passes. It, it was quick. It was a transition. We've we got done that. a transition. We've done that we, teams many a time as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Robbo was high up the pitch because he's doing what Robbo does. Mm. This is our game. Like we, we go back again to the centre back issues. Robbo can deal with that when Virgil is there because he's the fastest recovering defender in the world. Trent can do on the other side when Hendo and Gomez is there because there's pace to burn. So. We haven't had the attacking impetus in, in later weeks. This is the the, the domino effect. We're, we're going to get caught like this. And yeah. you know it'll bang you quicker than anyone on, on the break like that. And they were, it was clinical. It, it was brilliant. Uh, let's be honest. The, we'll go on to the other goals. But I think this is the one goal where it wasn't really an individual error for most that gifted them the goal. I think it was just good. It was good play from you know It was a good counter-attack. And like Keith said, we've done that to um for teams for years. But yeah, I think this is the one goal you wouldn't chalk down to an individual error. I think it'd be harsh on Firmino to have a go on him because Pogba makes a great challenge on the edge of the box. I think for me for was playing a one two with someone on the edge of the box. I can't remember who it was, but I think he actually gets hung by the by the pass back. It's left a little bit short. So look, you can micro analyze every single goal and then pin the blame yeah. on someone. Uh, yeah, that's that's part of football. Do you know, uh, coaching is it's made these these game plans exist to force errors, individual errors or or turnovers. So you could literally blame every goal, a point, some sort of blame to every from for to any one player for for every goal that's scored. That's football. So, but Bobby is not that the ball is gone bang bang I think it's from one end of the pitch you're on about six or seven seconds and it's in the back yeah it comes out when Rashford gets it near the halfway or just inside his own half and cuts inside but the one thing I noticed about it and listen I think it's a brave ball by Rashford I think it's a good run by Greenwood but I think I think that kind of showed me where the defence is because I think 
a normal standard Liverpool defence isn't as deep as they are. I think they're higher up. I think they're basically saying, right, go on, put it in behind there. And if we, we catch them offside or we Green chase them down. Offside. You know exactly. What I mean? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So Liverpool, we've, 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 like people are asking there in the chat, well, he should have been stopped quicker. I think I I think, I think Liverpool's side at full tilt squeeze Rashford a lot more. And yeah. they basically say to him, and if you're going to put it in behind, that Greenwood fella better be able to better time his run perfectly and then he has uh, to get away from our two centre halves. That's a facet, that's a facet of playing football that I think is um not that it's underrated, but it's very understated. Um the execution of that high line with Liverpool with a foot where a full fifth front four, it's art. It's, like, it's, it's not it's, seen. Yeah, it's not it, seen, it, you're right. It, it's it's like an art form. It's uh, the the, the highest level skill for an attacker is to beat a player and score, but the highest level of skill for a defender is to read the game and set off so he traps. And we did that better than anyone. And we 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 told the line with VAR because we knew everything would be looked at. And if Virgil is in there tonight, now this is all, it's very hypothetical, but this is just a system issue. We did that so well and that facet of our game is gone and we got caught today. But also, mm. Gav, I know Gav mentioned the centre-back issue Again, it's a domino effect because it's a midfield issue. You see, you know, you talked about sort of we would have hounded or pressed him or we would have harassed him more. And as a result, maybe tried to win the ball earlier. But also, you know, you've got to remember, we've got the best DM playing centre-back. And a quick and, DM as well. And a quick DM, right? And not only that, he's got Henderson and Gini. And we often talk, we often talk about why he plays the same midfield or why is it so hard to play in a clock midfield? That's another facet, like sort of Shawnee touched upon in terms of the offside trap. The midfield is absolutely crucial to the way we play the offside trap. Absolutely crucial. And we haven't had a settled midfield at all because of the centre-back situation. So, for example, today we had a, another brand new midfield in Milner, Thiago and Gini that haven't played together. So all these things are, are, are you know... Oh, absolutely. A domino effect of the centre-back situation. You know, if you want to micro, micro-analyze it, Henderson, you know, he's six foot plus. He gets to that ball if he's there in a, in a normal situation. Do you know that's micro-analysis of it, obviously. But this is, you know, this is, we have to suck it all up at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, we do. Miriam Kavanagh asked, Gabby, you're still comfortable where we are now? Yeah, I am. Um, I was comfortable. You can't uh, be. You can't be. No, 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 no. People are having this the wrong way. I'm, I, what, what I mean is, uh, am I happy with Liverpool losing games? No. Um, this one today, it's Manchester United. You never want to lose to Manchester United. But uh, the FA Cup is way down on my on my in my thought process. That's just the way I am. Am I happy with it? Absolutely not. Am I comfortable? The reason was comfortable. The right word to use, probably not. But what I'm saying is, it's something that's happening and. There's plenty of reasons why it's happening. As I've said before, if we have all our players and we're in, the, we've all our players and we're in this form. I'm kind of going, fuck this. This there's something seriously wrong here. But there's yeah. so much yeah. to caveat around what's going on that I'm instead of me sitting screaming at the tellies or or you know going fucking mad on social media, I'm sitting there going, shit happens, lads. Take it on the chin. It happens, everyone. It's happened Manchester United, it's happened Manchester City. Name a club, it's happened. It's happening to us at the moment. Will we come back from it? I'm 100% um, sure we will We will bounce back from this. But at the moment, yes, I am still kind of comfortable with, with where we are because of all everything, the whole scope of what's gone on in this season. And There's a long way to go. We could fail miserably. We could bounce back. Nobody knows, but 
you just have to take it on the chin. That's the way it's it goes. A, it sounds yeah. like we're making excuses, but it's just our reality at the moment. It's not even excuses. It's just the reality. It's the situation that we're in, and we just got the truck on through. Mm. Uh, Kevin Ball said against counter attacking sides, Milner or Henderson should be right mid, and Trent has to stay at right back to protect Williams. Trent Alexander Arnold left far too many gaps in his opinion. Um, Keith, <coughs> I'm going to come to you because after half time, it gets to half time, it's 1 1. Um, as I said, tight game chances, uh, it's open, it's entertaining, and then you know you go 2 1 up, and this is the big talking point when it comes to the centre half stuff that we're going to talk about later. But it's a ball over the over the top. Reese Williams goes to play it, misses it. Rashford is in, and I have to be honest again, I think it's a really good finish. Yeah, it's a good finish. It's a good finish, but you have to question Allison. I think on this one, personally, I think I question him on all the goals today. To be honest, I'm not letting him away with the force. And I think he should have uh, made that a lot more. Um, yeah. Difficult for for Greenwood, um, and I he doesn't often get his angles wrong. He doesn't yeah. often get his angles wrong. Exactly, but you know, in this one, it's a nice finish. It's a, it's a tidy enough finish, but you see it from behind. Rashford's running in a goal. He opens his body up and he picks a spot. Can't ask for more than that as an attacking player. He was calm. He was composed, and he done it. The one thing about Allison, Allison has been our best player through this shite run we've had. He's pulled off saves, save after save after save. Today he wasn't. I don't think he made himself big. And I just think he was maybe a bit off. But that's not to take away from Rashford because it was a calm finish. It's something that we haven't been getting out of air forwards. And it's something you want from a, a striker going through. We saw Divock the other night against Burnley going through one-on-one and he bleed and smashed it off the crossbar. When he, If he had have had any bit of composure, he puts it in the way Rashford does. So it's an excellent goal by Rashford. It's I'm skipping around the elephant in the room here in that. Reese Williams makes an absolute balls of it, right? But I think Allison doesn't cover himself in glory either. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, there's some people don't agree with you there, um, but but some are. Um, they're saying he should do better. But we wait and we wait and see. Um, and to be honest with you, oh, yeah, the centre half makes a mistake, you know. And Rashford gets in. It is a calm finish. It, it goes. Somebody says there it goes under. It goes under um, Allison's glove, and maybe he just puts it. Maybe close enough to him so he can't get down. You know that one of those where instead of putting the elbows reach, it kind of goes. Yeah. It's under you and it's, it's hard to get down. Maybe. I, th- um, but- I thought. I thought. I thought Rashford tried to make sure he got it on target as opposed to it wasn't. A, I don't think it was a great finish. It I was. It was one yeah. of those. I think he tried to make sure he gets it on target. Measure and that's a percent measure. finish. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and yeah, Alisson should. Sometimes have it's difficult, but when you go through like that and you have time. And you have a keeper like Alisson to come out. I'm getting lashed out in the comments about, oh, Alisson, he's being class for us. I did say he's being class for us. He, yeah. he, he's being brilliant, but today he wasn't. But I think it made it a bit harder for Rashford in the sense that he wasn't on, you know, sometimes when Mo goes through and he has to think too yeah. much, he doesn't do the business. When Mo is instinctively going through, he's a better finisher. I thought Rashford, it was harder for him because he was clean through. And it's like, right, what do I do here? What do I do here? So I thought it was a, a, a more difficult finish than, than it may have appeared. Um, Youssef Alimi, um, sorry we missed your super chat earlier, but here we go. Um, if you had to say now where we would finish, um, what would it be? And he says, what about Leipzig? Well, Leipzig is Champions League. We don't know what what, what form we'd be in when that, when that arrives. But um, lads, just quickly around the table, um, if I was to ask you where we finish um, right now and everything being considered, where are you going, Shawnee? Fourth. Fourth. Keith? Second. Grizz? I've got to go third. 
Yeah, I'm somewhere around that as well at the moment. I, I think it's very hard. I, I think it's very hard. Even even the even despite the, the the bad form we're in, you know, we're six points off the top, seven points possibly if City win their game in hand, and it's just a mad league. It is a mad mad league, and and, and stuff can but, change so much. And maybe I'm being too optimistic. Um, we no, will get not, to the, because there's going to be loads of peaks and troughs in this season. But I think if yeah, taking the sample size of our last five games, I think there will be three better sides than us in this league at least. Um, okay. I think we're in a genuine scrap for top four if it stays the way it is. People mm-hmm. won't like to hear that, but that's just how I feel about it. I genuinely do because the league is absolutely bottlenecked from first to seventh to eighth. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's just going to keep flip-flopping. And we will have these persistent issues with the squad that we have at the moment it's just as simple as that yeah um, United Central is he a friend of yours Chris that's uh, a friend of this that's Saeed ah Saeed lovely fella lovely Chad, fella he says, lovely he's fella. delighted with himself he says Grizz is in the mud ha 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 and he's entitled Listen, to I wish honest. I was in the mud because like no he's absolutely entitled he's an absolute winner and a champion yeah, um, he's, a nice know, he's won the league yeah absolute congratulations to Man United you know I want to give him the congratulations yeah. already but I would love to be in the mud because you know why This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Gav, you know I go for these like sort of feet um, treatment, right? I would mm. love to have some mud. You know one of those facials where they put mud all over your face right now. So you he's, got on your feet. he's got very no, no, I want it on my face. So I can't wait for these um, beauticians to open up so I can have a mud facial. I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to send it to Said. Watch out for your WhatsApp. Just let the lockdown end up, my friend. And then <laughs> okay. I'm really going to be in the mud. Oh, that's told you. This, Say it. this mud uh, is nothing. Okay, Lucas Halsberg uh, says 24 days that the window's been open. It's been 100 plus days since Virgil and Joe's injuries. The negligence shown by our owners is absolutely disgraceful. Uh, Lucas, uh, I appreciate that and we will get get to that um, in, in about 10 minutes. But um, that's, that. listen, that's going to be what that conversation is probably going to be based around, to be honest with you. Um, it's 2-1 and there was a comment in our WhatsApp group as soon as that goal goes in and it was like, now let's see what they're made of if they can if they can bounce back from this. And in fairness, Keith, I'll come to you first. They do bounce back. You know, that they they just they, they, they step it up a little bit, you know, that they they're having a lot of the ball and, and and then Salah gets another one. And it really is game on and I'm kinda of going, Where's this bleeding game gonna end? I, I at that time I thought this is going to extra time and could be four all and we're staring at penalties. But Salah again, um he's been off form. We've all been uh, all the team not we've been off form, not playing. Um but the whole the whole being in grey form. Guys. Yeah, we're in grey form, yeah. Um but the whole team's been off form and you're thinking that could be a little bit of a dagger that 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 Rashford team. But but look, we strike back and um again it's another well worked goal. But it was it was a goal that kind of for me showed what kind of game it was because it was a real kind of bang 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 it's in the net you know no reaction yeah. really open you know so um what what did you make of it we a 2-2 were you thinking this could go anywhere yeah and and it really could it was that type of game you know what i mean it was we came out on the wrong side of it but 
we got on top again in that game. We had the ball. We were the thing that impressed me the most about today's game, right? And it's, you take small things because we're in an, an awful run of form at the moment, but we tried to do things the way we usually do. Now we got exposed by a couple of positions, but when going back to the first Greenwood goal and about um, how we were caught real quick on the reason for that was we were. Um, Robertson and Trent were very high up they were playing nearly in a front five like we used to do and it was encouraging to see that we were playing sort of we were zipping it around and we got caught so we were we were doing really well then Manu got back in into it we got that equaliser and to me we were the team on top at that stage I thought it was a great finish I thought you know it looked ropey at the back I thought they were very dodgy I thought there was ricks in them but it goes to show if your dodgy centre back is is Maguire and Lindelof you know, they're, they're experienced, too experienced players, whereas we had a kid in there who we've touched on. We got punished. I thought the second goal, I thought it was a lovely goal, to be honest. I thought it was, I thought Bobby, I, you know, I thought Bobby was excellent today. I know Sean, he said he felt it was a Jekyll and Hyde performance from him and Mo. I understand that as well. But I just thought it was, Bobby was clever with some of his passing and, and some of his um, keeping the ball and winning the ball, I thought he, he, he was really good at. But the goal itself, Comes in, Bobby, a nice little layoff. Milner looks like he wants to smash it and lets it run, and Mo takes it. Again, look, Mo Salah's finishing isn't the, the sweetest finishing in the world, but he gets enough on it to put it in. Now, if we want to take a positive from today's game, Salah's got a brace, and you hope he can carry that in. Two nice goals, you know what I mean? For all that, the, the finish wasn't the cleanest on the second one. It's a good, strong finish on target. And that's what you want to see. It's a bit like, it's probably a bit like Rashford's where you're just saying, get on target, yeah. play the percentages and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, Free World says, Gav, can we have a show on FSG? If you want a show on FSG, you can absolutely have one. Um, we, we were trying to put something together for tomorrow night with regards to that. Nothing's being finalised um, with regards to the forum, but we will be working on that tonight and tomorrow and then let you know where we're getting on. But um, as I said, you're in that chat, you can talk about whatever you like and um, especially with the forum, um, if you put stuff up or you put on air Twitter that you want us to talk about certain stuff, the lads will take it on board with regards to the forum tomorrow night. Um, but as I said, nothing's being finalised on that show. Um, look, it's it's 2-2. A lot of people in the chat there are saying Liverpool had a better side at 2-2 and um, I think it was Kev said they didn't look likely United until that free kick. Grizz, did that free kick annoy you? Um... Yeah, if you're asking me, you know, do I think we're hard done by by that free kick? No, I think, you know, I think it's a free kick. It goes either, you know, it can go for you, it can go against you. It's not an error as such. Um, but again, again, it's uh, it's a result of a, a midfielder playing at the back and a midfielder who's always on the front foot pressing. And it's so, so different when you're, the last man, as opposed to the first DM, um, is a is a major major different way of playing. I know that's obvious, but sometimes it's uh, it's so difficult for a player to adjust. He's adjusted magnificently. He's been brilliant, but he done something similar um, when we got the controversial penalty on the Shut edge of the area. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was an awful decision or whatever decision it was, lines or whatever. Well, he got the ball. The fact he didn't fail, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but fuck that. I don't want to start going back on decisions, Keith. It's going to do my head in. Yeah, um, well, you know, so this time it's, it's again, you know, he's he's got this natural urge 
to 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 sort of nick it because that's his job when he's playing in central midfield. Very you don't very you don't see uh, Fabinho going into flying tackles when he's playing as a DM. What you see Fabinho is nicking the ball off their number tens and their strikers off their toes. And this is what he tried to do or you know done or whatever the case is. And you know it was around the edge of the box and I, I kind of knew it was going to go in. Um, people blaming I did I didn't blame the keeper for this one. I thought it was a oh, very good free kick. Oh, okay, fair enough. Goal. I think it's a fantastic free kick right in the corner. I don't think it was a great I don't think I don't think I don't think guys guys uh, uh, what He's it is the line the wall up for Fred to hit I hear you I hear you I hear you but if you see I hear you but if you see a couple of angles it goes straight over Pogba and Thiago who are directly in front of him he sees it way way too late and I don't know if that was planned by them before it's hit well, then get them out of there, Chris. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's I don't no know if that was there. planned from them. I don't know if that was planned from Man United for Pogba to be there. But it, it, it seemed like because it went straight over Pogba. And Pogba's a very big guy, you know. So, so I, I wouldn't blame... Personally, I wouldn't blame Alisson for that one. I blamed him for the other two. Oh, no. That's the key one Shani, I blame him for. Because he lines the wall up like that. I just thought it was a yeah. poor wall. Keeper should Johnny, never ever get done yeah. on keeper side from a free well, kick. That, no, well, Master of Disaster says that. He says keeper shouldn't be beaten on that no, side. Are you, are you going along with that, Chris? Two goal number was a goalkeeper. And as a keeper doesn't get beaten on his near post and on near side from a free kick, especially when it's right on the edge of the 18-yard. If that free kick is 25 to 20 yards out and Bruno can go either way, there was no way he was getting her up and over the wall from there because yeah. the height of air wall as well, you need to remember. And it was even remarked on by the commentary. And Jermaine Genius said, oh, he's got to go keep our side here. Now, yeah. like I said, like I'm not digging Alisson out here because we're out and fucking not, Lord knows where we'd be. Woo! We know where we had to endure with mm. Adrian. So, look, if anyone has credit in the bank in this squad at the moment, it's, it's Alisson Becker. Um, I, don't, I don't think... It's a great. I don't hit the, think the free kick as well. Here, people are saying Thiago pulled out, but it whizzed over his head. But I think uh, Allison's body should be behind that. He should be taking that in in true Allison fashion. But he does mm. make those. Uh, I think he makes he make those uh, difficult saves. To make he makes them routine. And I was I was I was shocked that that went in because the only time I seen him beaten from a free kick was Messi yeah. in the new camp, and it, mm. it's one of the best you ever seen. It, it goes right yeah. in the post. It's them so. But look, uh, when you look in, you look in. It was one of those, uh, just one of those things. Uh, uh, just, just the way it's falling apart. You know yeah, I was just going to say, well, Shawnee, It seems like it's it's inevitable, isn't it? These things kind of, and then you have a, and it, you know, some people say there's no such thing as momentum. Fucking you know, hell, there is. You know, it is. It, it's just like everything's inevitable at the moment for us. And and yeah, we we were very very pissed off and disappointed straight after the game. But look. We've discussed it, kind of, and and it, and there is absolutely certain things that are going in the right direction. Suddenly, there's an upward trajectory. Finally, because we were all talking about it, it was a downward trajectory, and suddenly there is something. Or maybe it's not going down further. You could say after today, today was yeah. by far, by far the best performance in three, four games. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot for me, for me in it. For, sorry, for Keith, for, for me in it, the, I, I think overall in the game, I think Liverpool looked like they had more energy. There was more purpose to what they were doing. Um, okay, they conceded three, but I don't think they looked. They didn't look as vulnerable to me as as they have in previous games. That's that's just my point of view on it. But, and and look, it's a defeat. I thought, I thought, 
thought we were worse defensively today than we have been. Every uh, yeah, but I, I think you could, you could look at it that way. But, you but, need to understand. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we are, we are annoyed at Old Trafford. So. Yes, but but only yeah. not only that, Shani. I think we tried to play our game a bit more. You know, rather than it just being a bit one-dimensional, which I have got to, because we were trying to protect what we have at the back, and it came one-dimensional. We tried to be a bit more. Uh, we we tried to be a bit more positive on the ball and, and trying to get back to the way we do things. But players, players, challenges today. No, 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 we weren't, and, and and there was, and we were nicking it off them, and we were, you know, we were catching them on the ball, and Liverpool haven't been catching teams on the ball very often, and I think that's a big thing, but uh, Blaise, Blaise Sin says it's because Alisson was gambling, Bruno would try to go over the wall, you could see it in his movement, and Marshall Music says, uh, can't just give Bruno credit, absolute view, I will give him credit, because I think it's a brilliant strike of the ball, um, and you know what, it reminded me of one or two free kicks that Gerrard used to hit, where he would just hit them flat and hard, yeah, and and at that he corner, the same pitch shot. he's not yeah, doing that special. You know, Trent no, but, doesn't but do that. In my opinion, he tries yeah. to get too much on it. Sometimes you need to mm. drill them and just hit it. The, before we move off, and sorry for cutting across, you have Allison. With everyone thinks we're digging him out. We're not digging him out. Allison usually makes the goal look tiny for player for forwards and attackers. And on that free kick, he made it look fucking huge for Bruno because mm. he gave him the whole goal. Mm. He positioned the wall. Sean, he said a tall wall. Put them all over the other side. It was like he was convinced that Fred was hitting that free kick. That was always getting drilled. That was always going to be a process, smash. It's process of elimination. If Bruno banks that over the wall in the top corner, I always blame Allison. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's true. Just, that's just the way it is. Look, it's it is what it is. Uh, with with regards to the energy and and, and and a difference between sort of in previous games, I think we need to. Uh, uh, I sense you was going to move on, so that's why I butt in. Sorry, Gav. I, I think we need to touch on James Milner's performance and, and, and the difference he made in terms of um, the forward runs he made into the box. Now, I've been crying out for, or we've been crying out for, and most Liverpool fans, that the front three are being left isolated. We've tried to bring in Shaq, who doesn't make forward runs. He's more of a ball carrier and slides passes through. Mm-hmm. But what Milner done today, instead of Shaq in that position, was make thrusting runs into the box numerous times. And that yeah. gives the defenders, and that gives in, in, in return, Bobby and Salah more space because the defender has to pick them up. I thought Milner's attitude, his, some of his tackles, he's not, he look, we've we got to accept Milner for what he is. He's fucking 46 years old or whatever he is, right? He's, he's, he's a magnificent, magnificent athlete machine. And that's a mighty big pitch. And they've got some ball players in there. And to keep pressing them and to keep hounding them for 90 minutes, because he stayed on the pitch, didn't he, until the end. And making those runs late into the box, even just before that goal, like the goal was brilliant from him, that dummy. And that was meant, he knew. He, whether, whether Salah gave him a shout or whatever, Probably did Salah shouts for everything when it's near the penalty area, right? Enough. But even before that, he had that where we got a flick on or one of the defenders got a flick on and he should better with the finish on the half volley. But he was constantly making it to the box. Something Genie, Curtis Jones, Shaq, none do. Henderson does it at times, but Milner, his in- football intelligence, just honest to God, guys, you need yeah. to, we need to give him some praise for that. 
Well, A. Lauren just says credit where credit is due. Milner was one of the best players on the pitch today. His mentality was evident. Um, I'm going to throw this up. Um, Asif Hussein says three quality goals from United. You salty LFC fans don't give credit where it's due. Yeah, you clearly haven't been listening to this show. There's no fucking way you've been listening to this show because we've literally gone through every Manchester United goal and given them credit. The fourth one was a brilliant finish. The second one was a brilliant finish. And the third one was a really, really good strike. So there's not a fucking hope in hell. And I've even said congratulations show. to the... I've, I've even yeah. said Congratulations. Yeah. And we said it was a great game. We said it was an entertaining game. We said it was an old game. You won the league. You won the league. Why are you even popping these mongos onto the screen? I don't know, but well, I, I felt I need to answer it because... I felt the Bruno one wasn't a great strike. You said it's like a Gerrard strike and I agreed with that. So it's, yeah, it's no. I, credit. I, it's, oh, it dropped me out. I, I think, out. I, to be honest, um, it's, it's, it's one of those where, you know, there's credit. For, I think there's credit to both sides um, for the way they play. Give them no the fucking credit. Give them no yeah. credit. Okay. Give them no well, credit. Well, Fuck off no watch credit. United channel. Give yeah. them no fucking credit. David Snutch. Yeah, I will. I, I'm, uh, are they not shouting for all of you over there now? If he wants yeah. to watch people credit Manchester United, go out to the United stand. They've loads yeah. of fucking videos up. I'm sure they're probably doing a live stream now. Go on. Send yeah. them your super mm-hmm. chats. Uh, 163 likes 696 watching come on people hit that like button it helps the guys at the channel uh, says David Snush. yeah hit the like button on your way in hit it on your way out um, and you can share you can you can subscribe you can do whatever you like um, very very easily watching this um, but let me see so look the game finishes 3-2 one, one talking point though um, Grizz I'll come to you and a few people have said it there and I was a bit confused over this earlier because I had it in my head. Fabinho might have been out with this game because he was booked the other night, but it looks like Fabinho's out for Thursday. Is that right? No, no. No. Sure? No. Yeah. yeah. Positive. Okay. okay. Um, because... Well, it doesn't count in the league, but the league would have counted in, in... If he'd got his fifth... He only got his fourth yellow the other night. People thought it was his fifth. If he'd okay. got his fifth yellow, he'd have missed the cup game. Okay. But the yellows in the cup don't count, count towards the league. So it's a... It's a it's it's a specific competition because we did have this conversation, I think, towards the back end of last year and there was a bit of confusion about it. But if anybody wants to um, verify that, um, if anyone wants to verify that, you can absolutely do that for us. But a few people have said that he's out for Thursday. I I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't because I was I was confused after Thursday, after last Thursday. So I'm even more confused um, now. Um, so... Look, we look, the game is, the game ends, ends 3-2. I think there's positives there from Liverpool. Um, you know, the goals we scored, the way we play, it's, 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 it was much better. And um, I think we all agree. Um, with regards, with regards to, um, over the last, you know, couple of games and stuff like that, this was, this was an improvement. Um, but lads, listen, I, I, I'm going to have to talk about this and we, we'll give it, we'll give it 10, 15 minutes, right? Klopp comes out with comments the other day in a press conference and then there's all talks of embargoed stuff and it comes out in the written press and, and a certain journalist comes out and puts out this, um, what would you call it? It's a piece he puts out um, in, in his paper with regards to more comments or, or, or Klopp clarifying stuff. And, and it looks like Klopp has made the suggestion that a centre-back would 100... What he says is a centre-back would 100% help, um, but I don't make the decision on the finances. I can't spend that money... You know, I'm not going to cry over it. We have to improve what we have here and stuff like that. Now, Shawnee, I'm going to give you the first up on this because you've been very vocal to me over the last couple of days with regards to it. A, what do you make of this? And B, 
is it right? Is it wrong? Is there any way you can understand how Liverpool Football Club will get to the 1st of February or whatever it might be when the window closed without another centre-half in their ranks? Hey, I think Klopp, not that he's sending a message to the board, I just think he's letting the frustrations be known. Uh, I think he gets the same, asked the same questions every week by, by journalists. Yeah. Uh, what's the story regarding transfers? He gives them the same answer every week. So I think this was just his way of saying, look, it's not up to me. And then he said in his own words, then in the embargo section that, yeah, of course I think a centre-half will help, but if I don't get it, I'm not going to throw me toys out of pram. Now, if you ask me, the fact that he's saying, if I don't get it, that, that in a way that is throwing your toys out of the pram. Now, I wouldn't blame Klopp for feeling like that because I think out of everything, the least that Klopp deserves is a little bit of pull in that regard. Um, it, the reason why it's so frustrating to me, Gav, is that this, just, this isn't an issue that's come up over the last couple of weeks. This isn't something that's even came up over the Christmas period where if it did, you'd probably half understand. This is an issue we've known since October. Uh, Virgil gets injured at the start of October in the, the Merseyside derby, as we all know. And then Joe Gomez gets injured on international duty with England. Now, that's in the space of a fortnight of each other. Mm-hmm. And then we're left with... Like, if you even go back to before both of those injuries... Gomez misses the trip to Chelsea and we end up having to play Fabinho at centre-back against Chelsea because Matip is not available and Gomez is not available. Now, for the two or three years of the, this, this this successful period that we've we, we've had, that has been a common team. Now, it was the same at Lovren, it was the same at Gomez and it was the same at Matip. One of the two or two of the three would be missing at any one time. It, mm-hmm. it, that was something that if that was an issue that we've often talked about. So the fact now that you're missing your most durable centre-back for what was the rest of the season, well, what we think well, may, may as well be, look, let's be honest, we don't know when Virgil is going to come back. There's loads of different talk. And then you lose Gomez. Um, how on earth do you think you're going to make it through the season with what we have? You have Nat Phillips there who we couldn't get rid of. And then you have Reese Williams there who's just not ready for this level yet. And then you're losing your best hole midfielder to play centre-back. Now, he's done a good job, don't get me wrong. He's been one of the standout centre-backs in the league, but we're missing him in midfield. And then we have to play Hendo in midfield. So how anyone with the power to change this situation can have watched Liverpool over the last two or three months and not had the foresight to say, do you know what, we'll get one in. Now, I understand COVID and the times like that, but it's not sticking with me. I don't care what anyone says. You cannot tell me this extensive scouting network that's so highly revered around European football can pick at least one centre-back that's of requisite quality to go into that squad and make an impact ahead of a Phillips, ahead of a Williams, even freeing up Fabinho to go back into midfield if Matip is fit to play at the back. It's, It's negligence. It is negligence, and if this is the case come next week, it's very, very, very frustrating. I think it's a huge missed opportunity because I think in my heart of hearts, even thinking with my head, that if we do make the right centre-back signing, I still think we can go on to win this title. I still think 
think we can turn it around because every team will have peaks and troughs in, in this season. There's a long way to go. But we're just leaving ourselves a massive uphill battle if we don't do it. And if it's not done, then the owners, FSG, should be held accountable. I don't care what they've done. It's 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 a what have you done for me lately sort of situation. This is an emergency and it calls for... Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Action. Okay. Um, I think you've covered so many points very, very well there. And I think it's hard to disagree with you. Um, Grizz, I'm going to try play devil's advocate here, right? Because otherwise we'll just end up having <laughs> rants for, for so long. And I'm going to, I'm going to put my cards on the table very early. I don't think it's acceptable that Liverpool don't sign a centre back. All right. Um, whatever way it's done. Um, I, I really don't, you know, there's no way that you can't get somebody in, anybody in on a loan for six months and you don't have to see him again after that. So there's, there's definitely that. I, I, cards on the table. I don't think it's acceptable that we should be wandering around with, with the, the options that we have there and what we're, and harming our side, um, <coughs> both defensive at, at the back and further up the pitch because of this situation. So that's, that's where I stand on it, right? Before I start asking questions that sound a little bit different. Grizz. Shawnee's, Shawnee's putting forward the argument there that, you know, there's nobody out there. There's no way you can tell me there's nobody out there that they can't bring in. Uh, is it for you? Is it just finances, Chris? Because the COVID situation is there and people will tell you that it's affecting every club. You, there's nothing happening in the January transfer market, but it, it's affecting every club. And it, and not only that, they have, they, they can't even see a light at the end of the tunnel at the moment, right? Is it that or is it a personnel thing where they're, they're just be, they're a case of, Look, A, B, C, D, E, F, G is available, but none of those suit the way we play. Is that an argument or is it just a case of, no, hold on, lads, don't be giving me that shit. We need a centre-half. You can absolutely find one. There is no excuse. I think I think the most damning thing or the most revealing thing sort of in this debate or opinion has been the, the way the local journalists have changed in the last week. Everything else... We can say um, it's a COVID thing. It's uh, we can't get the, the our, our first choices or our second choices in this window. I accept all of that. Um, it's absolutely the case. You know, we haven't got the finances to make a first choice centre back signing this window. Um, we may not even have the finances to, to 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 put a deposit down for someone like Sven Botman, who I hundred percent know. We approached, we spoke to his agent, and we weren't willing to to lump up the instalment that they wanted. But but can, the sorry, difference, just, the just, difference just, that, but but sorry, you, you say that, and that that sounds absolutely fair, right? But my argument here is, is that there's no way we spoke. If we spoke to Sven Botman's agent two weeks ago, for example, three weeks ago, whatever it is, fourth of January, doesn't matter, right? Why are we speaking to Sven Botman's agent, all right, and even asking? about a, a down payment or whatever it might be, if we're not willing to spend anything anyway. Because... Like, that makes because, no sense to me. i tell you why it makes sense. Because the 
as we've heard from Jurgen Klopp from very early on in the window, um, and the local journalist reported it because they get informed very early what's likely to happen, right? What we were told was if something comes up. So what that means if something comes up is we were going to do our due diligence or we're going to make inquiries. And if we get a bargain, like we were trying to get with, with, with Botman and a couple of others, Militao, then we will do it. But we weren't ever serious, Gav. And this is my problem and my frustration, my issue. Because a serious organization, as well run as FSG is, or any sporting institution, does not leave them, uh, leave the, the, the greatest coach in my lifetime in a situation where he's absolutely forced to play his two best central midfielders at centre-back. Absolutely. They don't do that. You just don't do that. The turning point, in my opinion, the turning point of, of, of public sort of opinion has been this week because the local journalists have written pieces against Klopp, uh, sorry, against FSG. Not against, but sort of pro-Klopp. Now, Klopp is a very clever and shrewd man. Don't, I won't let anyone tell me that Klopp said those things and didn't know what the public reaction was going to be and didn't, and he could have easily stopped the local media because, and I'm talking about local journalists that are absolutely very close to the cl- club. We Melissa Redis. I'm not known that. And Mel- Melissa- last, year, last year, we've said, you know, no, but this is not knowing. This is reporting what the coach is saying. Yeah. There's a difference, Keith. This is not, this is not, they haven't mentioned any names or whatever. They've gone into a press conference, a packed con- press conference and asked him, sorry, first he said it after the game, right? So we can say that's his reaction. That's like our reaction. Sometimes it can be scrambled. He, he, he wasn't calm. He sat in a press conference and said what he said. Then we said, oh, that could be misinterpreted by Dave Maddock because he was the first one and the only one. And it was sensationalized by David Mack. Okay, no problem. That's fair. The embargoed section is not no secret section. It's just something that comes at 10.30. That embargoed section wasn't sort of, um, no other journalist sort of said that's incorrect. Today, Keith, um, Dominic King, Melissa Reddy have written similar articles saying this is what Klopp warned uh, Liverpool fans about and the board about in terms of a centre-back will help in specific situations. And today, that's exactly what Melissa Reddy and Dominic King have said, that this is going to happen and FSG have like a week to rectify the situation. That is very damning, in my opinion, Keith. Very damning. It's damning. I know what you're saying, Grizz. I know what you're saying. But to me, Gav touched on something there. Either we have money and we won't spend it or we don't have money. So, you well, know... Hell- Oh, we, we do have money. That's the point. We can't be approaching teams for players if we have no money. Michael Edwards isn't going rogue and going to Lille and saying, look, we want Sven Botman. And then having to go to FSG saying, can I have money for Sven Botman? This is all planned. They have a budget. It's probably not a high budget. And that's where I think the issue is. That's if grand. We, but like, it, everyone, yeah, but everyone goes on about how these deals are stru- stru- structured. Ninety percent of football deals go are structured like that. Like yeah, I think, yeah. 
Michael Edwards gets his flowers and deservedly so, but he's not the only fucking director of football. No, he's in not. World football Sean, he's gone into a deal where teams know we're scabby and he can have his pants pulled down, and there's no way they're going to let him pull their drawers down. Yeah, but, the, yeah, but, but there's no, but there's no, but, but I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, there's no, there's no way, in my opinion, that Michael Edwards is going to Lille for Sam Bottom, not knowing what he has in his back pocket. He's not going there going, how much is it going but to be? That's you know, in a normal situation. This isn't a normal situation. But hold on, but Shani, hold on. So but hold on. Desperate it's times, an, desperate measures sort of thing. I, I, I 100% get that. They're going in for the deals. There must be money there. They get yeah. Militao, look at Edda Militao, right, alone with an obligation to buy. Well, that scuppers that one straight away. If you going to ask them Villa for 40 right. million, well, then that's that was never on the table. Yeah, I get that. Right. I've no issue with that. That's fine. Because yeah, yeah, that's, you're doing a deal to suit yourself in the short term, but then Real Madrid in the long term. And I get yeah. that. That's You're fine. on the hook then for uh, Yeah, that's fine. Minutes. and it, That's grand. I get that. That's the, I have no problem with that. But you cannot tell me that there's not an emergency reserve. Like, look at it. I've seen KPMG's reports. We pay out on bonuses. We, this has been a successful team on and off the pitch for the last two years. Yeah. You cannot tell me that this club cannot... In a, this because. Nobody would disagree that this is an emergency situation now. This is an emergency oh, situation. hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. So we have to move one out if we bring one in unless he's English. We can we can I I, I think we, we can, 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 can I, I, no we can work we can work our way around that as well, Keith. That is, that is we can easily Virgil we can, from the squad list. We can no we can cancel Adrian's contract. But that's but that's 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 yeah, something that no, that's that's, that that's something that that's something that was rumored a couple of weeks ago, and no, you know people were saying, I, "What you could do is you could, you could just say, listen, Virgil won't be back,' um, and we're we're taking him out of the squad for the season, and you could bring that person. In. You could. I have to read a few of these out. Um, <laughs> this is a great name. Why why kick a milk out? <laughs> says um, every other club knows that we need a centre back. Does this mean prices jump? Would you guys overpay for a player? Well, I think that I would. I would. I've said it. I said like I, in in a normal world, um, if you want, I don't know, pick a player and he's forty million, and you go to them now and they say, well, listen, it's going to cost you forty seven, forty eight. I just pay it, um, because you need it. That six months is worth the seven or eight million, in my opinion. Um, but the prices will jump. I think. I think that's a fair thing to say. I think the prices will jump. Um, and it's. It's a strange one. Marcus Barnes says Keith is absolutely bang on um, when he said Maddox, Maddox sensationalizes article. Read Bascom's piece and Can the tone is this? slightly different. Yeah. Can I, I don't agree. agree. I don't agree. I don't think it's it is sensational. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's not resolved. Klopp did it. I mean, no, you really see the video. It's not as damning as Maddox said. It's based off something that Klopp said. Oh, yeah, it is based off something that Klopp said. But Sean, you saw the tweet. He bleeding did sensationalize. He made out like it was... Please, I get that. When you see I the video, that. it's not. No, no, I get that. I'm not arguing with the tone. Like the, he, Klopp said what he said. Since we've been, Maddock was sensational. I was trying to hammer guys, home that Klopp. Guys, help me out. Guys, help me out here. I need a collective use of all our, uh, our brains. And right, do you recall the local media? When I mean the local media, so for example, four journalists I've named to you, Keith, in response to just one sensationalized headline from Maddock. Right, I've named you four local journalists that tonight have written pieces even sort of a slight undertone against FSG do we remember 
ever anything against FSG. No, hold on, yeah, but hold on, yeah, but but you see, you're missing the point now because I'm not. Well, I'm yeah, you are, yeah, yeah, because because yeah, Maddox. Uh, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, hold on. You just said you just said the overtone, and have you ever seen that happen? Go on, finish what you're going to say. Go on. I was going to say, but I was literally going to say. Now, if you're telling me that we always say that the club, the club journalists, what's the first thing we say, guys? The first thing we say is club, all these journalists are puppets. Oh, don't worry about them. They're puppets. They work for FSG. Or the accusation from Twitter is, oh, they work for FSG. Oh, they're under, they don't want to ruffle feathers. These four pieces are the first signs of ruffling feathers, guys. And Klopp, not me on Twitter, getting thousands of likes, not you on a podcast getting thousands of views. We haven't instigated any of this, not Nabi season four, five, six. Jurgen Klopp has set, sat, sorry, I beg your pardon, in a, in a press conference and explained again when he was asked in the embargo section, can you clarify what you meant? And he said, of course I want to centre back. In other words, and this is what has instigated these articles to come out, not us. Okay. Let me answer. Let me answer. Let me answer. Let, let me answer let, it's not that, look, it's, it's it's very simple to to sort of look through the politics of it. He wants a centre back. No oh, yeah. manager worth his salt in world football would not want a centre back in this situation. Doesn't matter how nice Mr. Jurgen Klopp is, and he's a fucking nice man. I think he's too nice, but that's a different debate for a different show. So, so let me answer you now, right? David Maddock is not the only man in that press conference for the embargo section, right? There's no way the people tied or, or, the, or the papers that are tied to the four journalists that you were saying have not seen that, right? So why, and listen, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying that they're, you know, what they're saying is wrong or the, or the tone or whatever. I don't really give a shit if the tone, what the tone is, right? I think it's been made out a little bit as a Klopp v FSG war and I don't think it's a war. I think it might be. I, th- I agree with Shawnee. I think he's saying stuff to send a little bit of a message. I think so. And get his point out there. Because, listen, we're all self-indulgent of, of ourselves. That's how it works, right? So, Klopp, if this goes fucking pear-shaped, Klopp can easily, for his own personality and for his own um, reputation, can point back to the 22nd of January when I said this, right? It's all self-protection. That's how it works. And it doesn't matter whether it's Klopp, Michael Edwards, FSG, uh, it doesn't matter. But there's no, see those four articles that you've seen today. Don't read them, Chris, because I'll tell you why. Because they all had the opportunity to say that last night and they didn't. And what happened then, what happened, hold on, hold on, no, no, you can't because I waited on you. So what happened was, you, what happened was, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote that article last night. Now, Keith thinks it's sensationalised. I think the way he worded the tweet was a little bit, you know, That's oh, well. Wow. And then when you went into it, you went, yeah, he is saying he is saying what you're saying, but he's not saying it in the tone or as emphatically as you said it, right? Those people that wrote those articles today are writing it because what they've seen the reaction to Dave Maddox's article, and they all have to be in on that. A hundred percent, Chris. A hundred percent. They don't miss a fucking beat. They don't miss a beat. There's no way. There's, name, name me the journalists. Name me the four journalists, Chris. I'll give, my, I'll give you my response. I'll give you my response. What? No, no, no. Name, name me the four journalists, Paul, Chris. Paul, Paul Ghost, Dominic yeah. King, Melissa mm-hmm. Reddy, and. James and Sorry, not okay. James Pierce. Sorry, so, James Pierce is James Pierce the same. I haven't seen it. What I've seen, sorry, he may have said that as well. That's even more damning. Okay, that's okay. fine. That's, that's but uh, what I've seen, Paul Ghost, who's the senior writer for Echo, who everyone yeah. thinks that is, yeah. you know, uh, 
so the so the so the so the echo didn't didn't follow this story last night. Like, Dominic. let me explain why. Let me explain mm-hmm. why. Because the the, the 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 journalists that I've mentioned, the journalists I mentioned, are and haven't ever written any article even suggesting to go against the the owners or FSG. What they've done in those twenty four hours, according to you guys, and you're in the minority about David Maddox sensationalizing the issue. What they've done is gone back to their sources or whoever they speak to in the club and asked for clarification and look for clarification and seeing if we put out these articles, will the club clamp down on us by saying that is absolute bullshit and you've misinterpreted what Klopp said? No, they have not been clamped down and they've been given the clearance to carry on with those articles. They had the clarification, they had, hold on, they had the clarification last night. No, the same didn't. way Maddox no, had it. No, why, didn't. why didn't they? Why didn't they? Because, Ma- because, because Maddox is one of the journalists who in the past has been critical of FSG before this. So he so, had no issue doing that. He okay. had no issue doing that because this is something that he's done in the past. What Chris is trying to say is the usual suspects who do puppeteer for the owners and the club, who, who are the ones in the summer saying, we're not just inter- scared to write anything we're against interested. Ever since the whole Van Dijk debacle, they've shut that mouth. They've they've they told the company line in regards to the club. They Tiago, we're not interested. This, this, and that. This has to happen. This has to happen. They all came out today, turning around and saying Jurgen Klopp's fears are actually starting to play out now, and that was a direct. It, that was a direct example assessment. of what Klopp was talking yeah. about. That was a direct uh, assessment on, based on what Klopp said. They linked what Klopp had said in the embargo section. Now, I agree, the embargo section doesn't... It's just fucking shy for the papers to print a half ten for the next day. Look at what happened in the game today. Is exactly the sort of situation Klopp was talking about. Mm-hmm. And that was their way of going around and saying, FSG, which they never, ever do. They never do. FSG have a week to sort this out. And this is the fourth... Ready... Can, Ready can kind of say what she likes and and pierced to an extent now since he's gone to the athletic, but they've all gone in. They they all they've all gone in on this. So mm. this has to show you that. Shawnee, Shawnee, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. Some people are gonna say what the fuck after all this hoo ha. I'm gonna say I don't I don't think they might as well not buy a centre back now. I really do. I don't think f- fuck the stopgap because we should have had one at the start of January, and these four right. results wouldn't have taken place. Now, in my personal opinion... But that's my, that, that's why I'm at. That's why I'm asking you. Why are we going talking to players if we'd no intention of doing it? That That's that's the bit that infuriates me, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it, it really does. It infuriates me. That that. Like, you look at um, you look at how we brought Minamino in last year. Minamino, I think, was announced around the 18th of December. Yeah. Like, we knew it. How, how in the name of God, this this is a situation that's been around since October. How have we been not been able to do something? I understand transfers are very complex situations and in COVID times, but everybody's been affected and there's clubs who need money more than we do. So we should be praying on that. Now, mm. I'm not I'm not expecting us to go out to get an Uber Meccano, a Konate, a top-tier centre-back because those clubs aren't willing to let those players go. But there is players who are obtainable. There is Botmans. There is Militels. What's the cost of them? And there that's the issue, I think. Players from France. Keith, we could have got those deals done. 
There's no way oh, that you. Oh, I just think that their their money, their their budget, and, and I'm not sticking up for FSG. I'm not an FSG puppet. I'm saying they have a no. I don't think F- I don't. I don't think FSG should be stood up. I don't think no. FSG should be, should be stood up for in this circumstance. I think we all agree. We at all, they shouldn't be. They should. They shouldn't be. Budgets go out the window in emergencies. Yeah. Yeah, to, to fans they do. Do you know what I mean? But these aren't fans. No, I, mean, no, that's it, I think we forget not even, about not, even, not, even, not even fans, Keith. Businessmen. Oh, I'm a nah. businessman. I'm nearly on the level of FSG, just under. Close, right? yeah, but I'm, yeah, but close, yeah, close enough. But I'm a businessman. And if there's an emergency, you have to deal with that emergency, Keith. Though. You can't oh. just leave that emergency and say, look, no, I had a budget for a machine I was going to spend in the summer and I'll leave it. I'll just... You know, I'll just come. It's an emergency you have to deal with. We're not dealing with it. When And again, we're not asking to be dealt with by buying a replacement machine or a brand new machine. Even if we have to loan one. Yeah, but do the it. problem with that is, right, the, the problem with the short-term fix, it's nothing to do with FSG. It's okay. you bring in a short-term fix or a free player. They mightn't yeah. settle in. They wouldn't have made a difference on the fucking 4 No, no. It's a bigger risk. It's a bigger risk. It's a bigger risk not signing a centre back than it is than there is signing one. And the thing is, they can put this off for as long as they want another week. This is a fucking issue that will need to be addressed in the summer anyway. But that's what I think the problem is. I think they were going to buy big in the summer. I think the list of players we've all seen is up on Cano, Canate. You can't get them now. You can't get them now. You can't get Shores now. You can't get them in the summer either. Yeah. Well, Well, I, 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 you see, someone, someone's. I think someone accused me there of being a massive FSG supporter. I won't take yeah. any word against them. Oh, no, man. that's not the point. FSG for me have no excuses on this. Um, none. I've, I, I like what they've done in the past. Um, I like what they've done in certain areas. I've been against some of the stuff they've done. Um, I don't pick a side on FSG. It's not, it's not worth it. I have a life to live. Um, so I don't really pick a side with FSG. I kind of look at the details that are there in front of you with regards to each situation and go from that. From this, for me, there's no excuses. The same way the £77 ticket was no excuse. Um, so, I just, the whole, the whole, I, I get, I go back to what Sean, he said, I get that Klopp's trying to send out a little bit of a message and protect himself a little bit. I'm not, I'm not in agreement over the journalists. The journalists could have all come out last night and done that. If they're anyway a journalist, you know, um, running back to the club today to ask them what's going on for clarification, even though the clarification was there yesterday morning and yesterday it evening. It, it, it absolutely what is. is. He said the fucking thing twice. How much more clarification do you want? Talk about yourself. According to you, that's not mm-hmm. clarification what he said. You said, and to me individually, and these are all witnesses, and you said, I don't think that's clear. I don't think that's clear what he said. You said no. It. No, what I said was, no, 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 and don't put words in my mouth, Chris. Don't put words in my mouth, because if you want to talk about what we've spoken about privately, we will, and you won't come out well out of it. Right, so don't put, don't put words into my mouth, okay? What I said was, what I said was, it wasn't clear to me that oh, it wasn't, are you going to let me talk or are you going to keep interrupting? Okay, so what you, what, no, what I said to you was, I didn't think it was clear, I didn't think it was clear in how severe this was, right, because it was, because a lot of people felt that he was absolutely having a go at the club, I didn't think that, I think he was protecting himself, okay, for me, them journalists were seeing something yesterday morning, we all seen it, and then we all seen it at half ten last night, if a journalist is running back, 
to a club the following day before they write another article. I think they seen that last night and went, fuck, it's that going off. We have to take, we have to give our position on this, right? They don't need clarification. That's why they're in press conferences. That's why they're asking questions. No. And that's why they're getting answers. Listen, okay. listen, it, if, if, you, if, you, if you, if you, if you want, if you want, if you want, if you want, how many clarification, how many clarification, why went they into press conferences, Chris? Because, this is, these are press conferences from no, journalists that cover Liverpool no, Football Club not. and you're telling me they know nothing about it. Yes, no, it's not. Only certain journalists are allowed in the press conference. Paul Ghost, uh, Doyle, Melissa Reddy, none of those are in that press conference, Gav. They didn't get none a of them, question. None I, of them, none no. of them have access, none of them have access to have access. the press conference yesterday no. morning or the press conference no, um, or the embargo have. bit. Of course they've had. Of course there is. We've had mm. access. What are you saying? What I'm saying is to, to the majority, including you, not to the majority, to a minority, which of you as part, wasn't sure that Klopp was having a dig at the owners. As you said, you thought he's protecting himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you straight. Jurgen Klopp doesn't fucking need to protect himself. He's the best coach in the world. He do- hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Does not need to make him feel secure, right, in a job. That's the first point, Yeah. Secondly, these these all these journalists have seen this article by or tweet or sensationalized uh, situation of Dave Maddock and thought, whoa, is this really the case? And they've gone back, and this is how journalism works. This do, this is how, especially the, cl- the 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 journalists that I've mentioned are specifically Liverpool local journalists. They go back and say, is there any credits to this story? Is there any foundation to this story? Will this be a story or will it be? Egg on our faces, and it hasn't been it hasn't been stopped. It has no one from the club has told Jurgen Klopp could easily have dashed these. Talks, but this is Chris, 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 Chris. The the, conf- the press conference comes out yesterday morning. Hold on, the press conference comes out in the morning time, right? And what Dave Maddock writes about, forget what he tweets because he's going to tweet something. Loads of people click and click the link. That's how it works, right? That's the game. What he actually says in the fucking article is on video, right? It's on video. And you're telling me that Melissa Reddy or whoever, whoever it is, has to go back to Liverpool Football Club to ask, is that video real? Is that what you're telling me? No. Okay. So why did he need clarification on something that David Malik has written and the fucking thing is on video, Chris? Why did he need more clarification? They don't need clarification on if it happened. They need to be told what to do. Is that what you're telling me? No, they need to be a clarification in terms of what context it was said in. So Chris, when it's on video. Like, it's on video, Chris. Exactly. exactly. So therefore, so, so are you telling me as are you telling me as an intelligent human fucking being as a journalist, you can't watch that video and tell me what context it's in. And they've you can't make a decision say, on it. Hold on, hold on. But this is this is going against your theory, Gav. So listen. So they've therefore watched this video, seen this video, gone back, and they've realised this article works. This is not sensationalised. These. Um, these journalists that I've mentioned are not sensationalists, right? They don't work for the Sun or the Daily Mirror. They work for the Maddox. local club. They work for they work for LFC, uh, mm-hmm. local media, and they've realised and decided it made sense to write these articles. Yeah, How but you see, you're, you're call, you, but you're, call, you're calling it mine a theory. Mine isn't a theory. Mine is an opinion after watching one or two videos about this and but forming an this. opinion on what theirs is. That's what they're there for, Chris. They're there to give you their opinion and what they see and what correct. they hear and what correct. they have to write. But what you're telling me is that they've, they've gone now, they've watched video after video and still gone. 
for more clarification of the club to say, uh, yeah. what 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 humour was Jurgen Klopp in this morning when he was saying that? That's outrageous. That's outrageous. there's no point in the being there. There's no point in the being there. Absolutely not outrageous. It's totally, totally logical. And that's the sequence of events that takes place. Now, the fact, I've just told you, the fact is they've based it on Jurgen Klopp. Not hearsay, not someone from the club told me Jurgen Klopp is annoyed. Do you see the difference? Sources close to LFC tell us Jurgen Klopp is annoyed or has asked for a centre-back and hasn't been given. That's a sensational story. That's from a source. This is from the horse, the fucking most majestic horse ever, as far as Liverpool is concerned, and that's Jurgen Klopp. He has said, in other words, or however you want to say it, paraphrase it or whatever, contextualise it, he has said, I need a centre-back. I I would like a centre-back. Will they give him a centre-back? They've got seven seven days, which to be honest with you, as I said, it doesn't make no difference now because, you know, in my opinion... The damage is done in this month in terms of the it, league. Time. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's the last question I want to give all of you. Um, and um, don't worry, me and Grizz won't fall out over this. Um, Shawnee, a do you um, do you see a centre back coming in? And and it's interesting what Grizz says there. Like somebody says earlier, what well, Grizz can't say that he shouldn't sign a centre back. But has it? Do you, in your opinion, has it gone too far between maybe Klopp and maybe the the the, the reflection on FSG that if they do go and sign a centre back, they look weak, something along them lines. I think they still should. That's bollocks. No, but that no, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like they, you know, they do. They Why all do they have these persons back in their manager. Not because you know what you mean because of the comments that have come out saying no, we can't spend the money. They're not going yeah, to change. No, that's that's the comments that have come have out. Klopp should have thought that that. He's earned that. Jürgen Klopp has earned that. Surely. Oh, yeah. I don't... No, I don't disagree that he, he should no, get the player. No. I don't, I don't think it reflects poorly on anyone. Like, it, the, the thing that reflects poorly on the recruitment, because we'll go with the recruitment. We won't just say FSG. This should have been done in the first week or so of January. This shouldn't even be a discussion. This isn't an issue that's only come about recently. I said it before. This is something that's existed since October. Pep Jose. I won't, I'm not so much soldier. Pep, jo, Pep Jose. And for, exa- for example, say, say Alex Ferguson, all right, would be screaming, screaming for a centre-back mm. in that situation. And they'd get one because he's earned the right to be backed. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Cannot turn around and tell the fella they've no. You cannot tell me Liverpool do not have the cash reserve at the moment to pick up a fucking centre back who's better than Phil Reese Williams and, and Matt Phillips. Yeah, oh, it's, I, I, it's negligent. You like I said, you are making it's a bigger risk not to sign a centre half than it is to sign one mm-hmm. because I'm telling you now we could get to the fucking second week of January. Fabinho could be missing and Matic. Will mate, does, does 18 league games left? Yeah, would you bet? Would you bet money on Matip playing more than 12? No, no, we knew this in September, Gaff. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, 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 I look, Shawnee, look, is 2020 and Virgil has a freak accident and Joe Gomez does that's grand, but we needed another center back then. We need one now, and if we don't get one now, we're gonna need them in September in the summer. They've got to do something. They have a week. This season is still salvageable. I don't agree with Grizz that we fucked the league away this month. I do think that there will be peaks and troughs. We still have got the ability to turn this around. You look at today. 
a, a, de- a proper centre half in there, and we're right in that. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. A, a proper centre half, and yeah, Brighton doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? A, a proper centre half, and well, just what what there are there about? Shawnee, they Shawnee, we took a risk, FSG or the club and Edwards and etc. As a joint decision, took a slight risk. We discussed it in the summer by not replacing Lovren. We all agree, right? We did it. So you don't agree, Keith, with that one? No. I think we went in with Fabinho as the four-choice centre-back and then we lost two and then we're yeah. fucked because Matic. I mean, that that's not a... I think that was a, a risk worth taking because you yeah, can't but see... Keith, but it was a risk. Before those two long-term injuries to Virgil and uh, to Gomez, yeah. Fabinho and Van Dijk played away to Chelsea the second game of the season because... Neither Mata by Gomez were available. Yeah. Now it would be grand with Fabinho being a four choice centre back if if you have availability on the other three. Yeah, I get in that. The second and third choice centre backs are there. Like you can pick them on the other week. We can't do that. We 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 haven't been able to do that since Klopp came in. Yeah, but I just think you know we don't whether we like it or not as fans. Really, Liverpool don't stockpile players. People are saying, and I'm not talking about anyone in the four of us in the chat. People are saying, you know, why let Lovren go? Why do this? It's negligent. Is that? I think they took a risk to win with them four in the centre back. This is my point. That word, and Keith, it took a risk. Yeah, it was well, I think a risk, it was. A, right? It was a risk, and it, it backfired because we got two season-ending injuries to our absolutely. first choice centre back. Absolutely, and a third choice made out a straw. Who we all absolutely. know. Absolutely, Sean. He said, right, if we had three players who were, well, we had Van Dijk who was resilient. You know, there's. And even like Gomez, it's not like they went down to niggles. They went down to to, to crucial injuries. You can't sort of deal with that. I agree. But Matt is made out of paper. If we but had a sort of story, Matt, we could get away with Reese Williams and Nat Phillips being on the bench and not being needed. We don't have that now. We have them in the team. And that's I, the issue. That's what I'm, I would have rather this conversation be had next week because there's a fucking possibility that they do do business during this week. Now, we don't know whether they will or they won't. But yeah, well, Kieran Thorne says, funny you said that, he says, have FSG actually torn down Klopp's request? The embargo bit um, I've seen is he said, I make recommendations, but the end decision is not with me. That isn't a flat no in my eyes. Well, we'll only know come the end of this window. Um, and I think everyone, on, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say um, that uh, it should be done. There's, there's no, there's no ifs, buts, or maybes about it. There's an absolute, and it doesn't, regardless of what way you want it done, whether it's, you know, um, Uber McCann or 50 million thrower on the table now, whether it's Militao at two and a half and you manage to do a deal where we don't have an obligation, we have an option after whether it's six or 18 months, whether it's a free player that's out there that you loan, you know, get in because he's out of contract, whether it's just a six month straight loan, whatever it might be that, there's not for me. There's no excuse why the club cannot make something happen that suits them. Because the only thing that is in my head is if you get a player in and you, you know you get him on a eighteen month loan and six months time he's not he's not for you anyway. And you have to get him taken for eighteen months. Is the club backing away from that? That that I can understand that to an extent, but there has to be a way that the club can bring somebody in that is better than the two lads that are young, inexperienced, and, and maybe not just good enough at this moment yeah. in time, or ever yeah. will be, to bring them into the club and say, "Listen, you're going, you're better than these, and we need somebody for six months and be up straight with them." Or you you go down whatever route you want to make it happen. But I think, and I think know, the lads all agree that you know there's no reason why we can't do that. Do you know that the like what? 
one thing that hasn't been mentioned is that we have been making these gambles season after season on that yeah. FSG. Thrilling. Yes or no? There was a January where we couldn't score a goal to save our name. Didn't sign anyone. Everyone was going fucking mad. Might miss out on top four. Got it on the last day. We got it on the last day. We won the Champions League and the bar in Harvey Elliott and... Vandenberg, my favourite centre-back. Vandenberg. Right? And Adrian. And Adrian. We go on to win the league and that's fair enough. All right? We have made these gambles under unnecessary gambles, may I add. Now, in hindsight, they fucking walked out. One thing, this will be the last thing I'll say on all this. We are blessed we have Jorgen Klopp because he is literally the only manager in existence at the moment where FSG's model is anyway sustainable and successful. There's not another manager around who will be successful under this sort of ownership. And when he... And when he does eventually go, they will have a huge fucking job in their hands. Now, from all I can see is they are banking on Liverpool being fully sustainable in a way that Manchester United are. By the time that club leaves, that we'll have a big transfer kitty due to revenues and sponsorships every single season that we can just go out and get players if we need them without having to, to go out away. At the moment, it's a sell-to-buy-to-sell policy. I've no issue with that. It's worked so far. But if you want to remain on top, it's not a sustainable model. It's just as simple as that. Mm. Jürgen Klopp and- is holding everything together here. And when he does eventually go, FSG will be under serious fire. And it's just, it, that's a fact of the matter. Now, I'm one of these, I'd rather live in the moment and enjoy Liverpool week on week. But we're starting to see a different side now because, like Grizz said, you have the usual suspects who are starting to ask questions now. And take it up whatever way you want, whether Dave Maddox sensationalized that the quotes on a Klopp would normally never ever discuss transfers in a in a in a he'd normally now brush it away. We walk in the training ground. He has basically turned around and said the other day, of course the centre half would help. But I'm not the money maker, I'm not the decision maker, I'm not the money man. He is coming out and saying these things now for the first time. It's sort of a watershed moment in a way without being too dramatic. We need to act because I'm telling you right now, look at this season, look at COVID as a situation around the world. Absolutely nothing is given in this world and it would be a fucking disaster for Liverpool to finish out so <laughs> top on top of a COVID, two COVID-ridden years, we would be fucked. Because there is, is some, I think there's massive, there's massive assets at this club who need toying down the contracts, and they won't want to be playing Europa League football. We've also got um, a short sponsorship that's dependent on us being successful. Correct. As well. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think, I, Johnny, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you could have put that any better. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I really don't, and I think the thing that stands out is probably, you know, you're saying calculated risks year on year. This isn't a calculated risk. This is a. This, this, this is the biggest of them all. Yeah, this, yes, it is the biggest of all. And it, because it's the biggest of all, you have to say, lads, we can't go down there. You know, oh, we're okay, but we'll just bring this, this, this player in or that player in, you know, except Van der Berg or Nadjan. This is, lads, do this or you're putting it's, a, it's not calculated in any way. It's a massive, 
massive risk to this season and seasons to follow and everything and any progression we've had. Um, it jeopardises any progression we've had over the last five years for Klopp. Jeopardises the platform that they've built and that they've they've given us. It jeopardises all that because yeah, I think Sean, you said earlier, you live in the moment. Doesn't matter what what you've done for me yesterday. What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me now? FSG have got to have to think about it. Do they are they willing to? I said about going into the season was a risk and I stand by that with the centre-backs. But this is really risking Liverpool falling out of a title race and a top four into the Europa League. Now, that's that's a fucking disaster if that happens. That That's yeah. not a risk that's worth taking. So I, I think this could all blow up and we could see a transfer made, who knows. But I do think they've sort of left themselves with this business model that's got them where they are. And they think it's the right way to go. We've seen them back down on a lot of decisions in the past around the the, the ticket prices, around the, the four low things and yeah. all that. They've, I don't know if this is the sort of thing they're going to back down on, but but all like we're getting stick. Me and Gav are top reds, and you know, we're I, FSG stooges. I'm going to say one thing now. Gav and Keith are not top reds by any stretch of the no. imagination. I no. share WhatsApp groups with the lads and I see how they feel about situations. They're purely playing devil, devil's advocate here. We need to fucking do something. And, and I'm sure even fucking United, Spurs, Arsenal, whatever fans are in the chat would agree that Liverpool need a centre-back. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. Free, f- sorry, Chris, I'll let you go in a sec. Free World says, if you want to sustain... Hold on, Gav. Stop acting the maggot. If you want sustained success, you need strength when you're at your most strongest. We failed to do so after winning the Champions League and League. Pandemic yeah. or no pandemic. I think that's a, extremely... Um, I think Free World point. is my... I think Free World is my account because that's exactly what I put in the WhatsApp group last night. That <laughs> okay. we did not... That we did not... Um, you know, Keith touched upon stockpiling. It's not about stockpiling. Um uh, it's about um, succession planning, and I, I think we're it. and I think we're behind. We've praised them, we've lauded them with everything for the last few seasons, but there was always. I'm going to talk personally. I'm not going to talk as a group because you may disagree. But personally, I always thought with every single window, the last five, four or five windows, I've always thought we're at least one player short in that window. And this is what happens because, of course, we didn't know there was going to be a global pandemic that's going to wipe out the finances of the the whole world's economy. I get all that aspect, but, and, and, and we, and I also stressed about, yes, their sell to uh, buy policy has taken us this far and it's been absolutely the best time of our lives because we're not businessmen. We don't understand how it works, but to, to sustain that, Will they be able to adapt or will they want to adapt? And this is, and I know Ke- uh, Shawnee said he wanted to underplay in terms of, is this a watershed moment? I personally, I totally, totally believe it's a watershed moment. Not just this window. Of course, this window has passed. To me personally, it doesn't make a difference now because they've shown their intention. They've shown their intention and they've shown their thought, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. But this summer is an absolute watershed moment because apart yeah, I agree. from transfers. I absolutely agree. From- uh, uh, Gav, apart from the transfers, the contract situations of Virgil, Genie, um, and and Mohamed Salah are absolutely crucial. Absolutely. And and this is where it's going to get tricky, and it is a sticky point, and we haven't 
we've thought about it, but they must have thought about it. And this is what's bugging me. They're not willing to do, or they're not willing to do enough, in my opinion. I'm in no way FSG out, but I'm definitely FSG act. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, and and to be honest with you, like we we get shouts all the time of how oh, you, you you defend FSG all the time and all, and and some don't get me wrong. There's lads on their podcast that love FSG, love them, um, love everything they've done for the club. There's other lads that um don't like them. There's other lads in the middle that you know, yeah, not really arsed. Um, I know us for, and I can say this with confidence because we have a WhatsApp group just the four of us where we talk about the show coming up and you know what do you think it is what do you think of that because we don't want to come on and I'll be like oh yeah yeah I agree with you that's not how it works so I know that the four of us have taken this without you know you can look to the past and you can look to the future but we've taken this on its merits and formed an opinion on it and I think the opinion of us four is most definitely that a centre back should be signed by FSG and they're making a massive mistake if they don't Jonathan said it's gone from negligence to reckless and I think that's fair as well um, but lads I just one last thing isn't it when we just say just make it true the January we get a body in like yes was, like 100% was, yeah and it hasn't happened yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I've, well, I said, I'm gonna put my neck out now and say we're not gonna get one. We're not gonna do the business. It would have been done already. Okay, uh, Keith, do you think we get one done? I think we. we I don't. My heart saying no, no. But I wouldn't be surprised if we did. I wouldn't be surprised if this was the catalyst that sort of pushed this show? them into doing something. This show, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's been a forty show. I okay. think uh, if they're watching, Linda, if you're watching, tell John. Yeah, Chris. Grizz, do you Grizz, do you think something happens, or do you think no, it's, that's that? I think we get someone in on loan. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think yeah. we do it. I don't think we do it, and I think I think um, I agree with you all. I think it's it's a massive, massive mistake, and I think Grizz's point is very pertinent. If they don't get something in January and they get to the summer, and then more excuses roll out, and we don't make. A, a fairly big splash in the market in the summer considering you know the players we have that are a little bit unreliable players that are leaving in Gino and Aldam and maybe more um, I, th- I, th- I think I, I think it's I think it's an absolute watershed moment I really really do um, thanks to everyone for being in the chat um, it's been it's been very 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 good it's been very very enjoyable I know that the lads um, we all appreciate the stuff that's said in there on a nightly basis um, tonight especially there's been some brilliant points made um, Keith um, we'll talk to you again soon my man yeah will indeed Shani um, we noticed you took the three out of shot halfway through fair play to you it was getting loads of attention as usual but it's been an absolute pleasure even though it's plastic, I might end up smoking at this stage. Stick it in a headlock and just go mental. Um, uh, I'm going to around the sitting room now for 10 minutes before I go to bed. All right, nice one. And Grey is my main man. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. I love you. No problem, I love you too, mate. Good stuff. Absolutely. Right, that's it. Um, that has been the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. With regards to the rest of the week, um, as I said, the forum has been finalised tomorrow morning as to what's going on with that. Um, we will have a midweek fixture during the week. We will have a match reaction to Spores on Thursday. We will have a Friday forecast on Friday and anything else we can fit in during the week as we, we go. Have Don't a, we, we, we have a carnage. We have a, we have carnage, a carnage as well. There you go. Yep. See, we have a carnage happens. this week. We have a carnage this week. We will confirm. We'll confirm as much of this as we can as the week we goes on. Show. You could yeah. have a transfer show um, where we just talk about Odegaard going to Arsenal. Um, yeah. 
And listen, um, the sponsor, Tayrock, go and check them out at tayrock.com. If you get in there and you like what you see, I think you will. Um, make sure you to hit day trippers 15 in the checkout and get 15% off. Um, the, a lot of people have asked us about this campaign for Keen. Um, genuinely, I'm, I'm working so hard to try to get this together. I have to get a picture of all the prizes one by one. I have to set up the whole logistics of it. But the plan is to start off tomorrow and hopefully have something absolutely concrete by the end of the week. It's going to cost you £5, I'm going to tell you that. But you're probably going to be in the draw for between 15 and 20 prizes, the way it's looking at the moment. So £5, 15 to 20 prizes. And they'll all be drawn individually. So every time one is won, we reset everything and you're back in. So it's um, for £5 as well worth uh, look. Um, that's been it. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Sports Social Podcast Network.